Well, where the hell's Milky now? Okay, so apparently I've okay, I, yeah, okay. Block, block my face, my beautiful face. Oh my gosh. I, I hope you're okay not having seen my face for a couple of seconds there. If you're watching on our social media streams. Uh, again, I'm so used to, you know, where to click and where to look, etc. when I've got somebody else on and I'm, I'm their backup person. I'm still trying to get used to where everything is uh, when I'm the one and only. Anyway, I'm not the one and only, of course. Uh, hi there. Welcome to It's Your Call. I am your host, John Milkey. Um, where I ask you a question and um, put it over to you to opine and, and give us your opinions. Um, I made a promise to Lowell Green that I would keep conversations going, and that is my promise, uh, me keeping my promise. Uh, listen, this is never any hunt for, for common ground. It's okay. We're going to disagree. Uh, I'm not going to yell at you. You're not going to yell at me. That's kind of the understanding. Um, we're going to walk away and, and still be friends, I hope. Um, normally, I start off by digging into the old mailbag, but I don't seem to have any mail today. Okay. You know what? I am just going to interpret that. I worked for a program director once. I begged, begged for feedback. I don't do well not knowing, right? I'm just I'm one of those people. I just I need something. Tell me, tell me something good. Tell me something bad. Give me something to build on. You know what, John? Uh, no news is good news. If I hear something uh, that I don't like, I'll let you know. Otherwise, everything's good. So I'm just going to go on his assumption. Uh, if I'm not hearing from you, everything's good. <laughs> You're loving the show. Uh, actually, you know what? I do. I track the numbers. And uh, it seems that you are still uh, okay with this show. Thank you. Tracy says, thank you for still being here. Tracy, I am thrilled to be here. Uh, Thank you for giving me a chance. I appreciate it. All right. The number here is 613-604-6464. You can call that number. You can text that number. If you would like, if you're sitting at your desk, you're near a computer right now, uh, if you go to itsyourcall.ca, you'll see... Um, it looks like a little web camera. If you give that a little click, uh, you can actually be on the show via video cam. If you're too shy to actually stream video, then you know what? Turn the camera off, but leave the audio on, and we can have a conversation with you that way, okay? So it's your call, itsyourcall.ca. Uh, Argos or bombers, says Chrissy. Chrissy, I got to go, go bombers. Bombers. They're just too strong a team. They have been too strong a team. Um, and also, uh, after this Grey Cup, I, like, you know, I, we should do a show on the Grey Cup. You know what? Maybe before, when's Grey Cup? Next weekend? Maybe next Friday. Let's pencil that in for next Friday. Let's discuss the state of the CFL. I, I, I've been... I've been worried about the CFL for quite some time. And I say this as a season ticket holder. I say this as someone who's, you know, worked for the Ottawa Rough Riders years ago. Um... Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Let's make that a show for Friday. Uh, Simon says, loving the show so far. Wouldn't mind if you would change who comments on Facebook. Prefer to watch and comment there rather than YouTube. Wouldn't mind if you would change who comments on Facebook. What do you mean, Simon? I'm not. I'm not quite following that. Um, anybody that comments, regardless of where, it's a click, and it shows. So, like when I click on you, it shows that you're on YouTube. Shows your name. Here's Kathy. She's on Facebook, so it pops up next. It has a little Facebook icon, her name. Uh, she says, between you and Lowell, you helped me get through COVID. Uh, we may not have always agreed, but that is okay. It's absolutely okay, Kathy. You know, listen, the people running the show for us during COVID didn't really necessarily agree on things, but they found a way. Uh, it says, the broadcaster limits who comments, says Simon, apparently, on Facebook. 
Well, that's bull snot, Simon. I don't like that. I have no idea why it says that, but thank you for bringing it to my attention. You have my word. I will do a little investigating, and I will figure that out. Um, isn't that weird? Simon, can I ask, too, um, while I've got you, um, are you following on my personal Facebook page, or are you following the BTR Facebook page? That will help me a lot. Uh, the Grey Cup is this Sunday, says Mahati. Ah, Mahati, I, I don't think so. I think this is the the week off. The playoffs were last week. They take a week off, and then I believe the Grey Cup is next weekend. But I stand to be corrected. All right, let's dive in. Let's dive in. I want to talk housing, and uh, it's a topic I will admit I don't really have uh, much experience with. Um, fortunately, in my life, I I've been. You know, in my own house, I've, I've not had to deal. So the personal page says Simon. Okay, Simon, thanks again. I will circle back. I will figure that out. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Um, so here's here's why I'm asking the question. Okay, housing has certainly been uh, a topic of conversation, especially leading up to the municipal election. That was one of the things that people wanted to see the candidates for mayor and council address. What is their plan? But of course, this is something that uh, involves all levels of government. So I'm surfing around today, the various media pages, and it is report after report after report. Oh, good. Simon was able to jump onto the BTR page. So Facebook.com slash BTR radio. You're able to comment there, Simon. That's awesome news. Uh, Lowell hardly ever agrees with my issues with COVID, uh, but but we had respect for each other. Exactly, Craig. And that's kind of what I want the show to be. Okay. So page after page after page. So my, my first stop today was the CBC's website. And right there, front page news on the CBC's website is a report from our Auditor General. The headline is this. After spending billions, federal government does not know if it's reducing chronic homelessness. So, under the housing strategy, the federal government defines affordable rent as anything that costs less than 30% of a household's before-tax income. So, that's the household. Before tax income, 30%. The federal department tasked with curbing chronic homelessness in Canada does not know. Okay, these are your tax dollars. The, the federal departments tasked with curbing homelessness in Canada do not know if the billions of dollars in public money they've spent have been effective. This according to the Auditor General, Karen Hogan. She reported this yesterday. The federal government's national housing strategy, which has a target of reducing homelessness by 50% by the fiscal year 2027-2028, so in five years, okay, they spent between $1.36 billion, sorry, they spent $1.36 billion between 2019 and 2021. But the Auditor General says, quote, the department did not know whether homelessness had increased or decreased since 2019 as a result of this investment. Why are we spending $1.36 billion to solve something without setting in place something that helps us gauge whether or not we're solving it? Oh, right, because government. While the corporation knew vulnerable groups were intended to benefit, this is from the CBC article this morning, it did not know whether those groups were actually occupying housing supported by its initiatives. Case in point, 
The next line down, it did not know whether units intended for people with disabilities were actually occupied by this population. Let me read that to you again. Let me break it down for you. Okay, so we set aside units for people with disabilities. That's what they're for. So logic would dictate, of course, that when someone applies to be in one of those units, the first qualification they must meet is they are actually a person with disabilities. Nope. Nope. We have we have absolutely no idea as to whether or not units designated for people with disabilities are actually being occupied by people with disabilities. So that's the CBC report. Then my next stop is the Ottawa Citizen today. Here's what the citizen's talking about. Feds announced more than $78 million for rental development in East End Waterridge Village. So this is here in Ottawa. (laughs) Okay, so uh, here's $1.36 billion federally that, yeah, we're not sure if it's actually making a difference or not. And then, okay, next newspaper over. Yeah, yeah, we're going to spend $78 bucks uh, on a housing development in East End Ottawa. 271 rental units, more than half of them affordable, to help house women and children, indigenous people, and households on Ottawa's centralized waiting list for uh, social housing. It's called Micanac Community. It's getting federal funding through the $13.2 billion National Housing Co-Investment Fund and $200 million in federal lands initiative, which promotes turning surplus federal lands and buildings into sites for affordable housing. Look, we've got a lot of empty buildings in downtown Ottawa, and there's been a lot of conversation about turning them into some sort of affordable housing. Okay, wonderful. The project also got more than $2.6 million from the Ontario Properties Housing Initiative, a shared program between Ontario and the federal government aimed at creating new housing and increasing affordability. All right. So one report says we're pissing away billions of dollars and we have no idea if the people who are supposed to be benefiting from it are actually benefiting from it. And meanwhile, um, we're going to just throw another 78 million bucks at the east end of Ottawa and and, and we're going to say it's to help women and children and indigenous people and people on the waiting list. Uh, But again, if you go back to the CBC article, uh, we're not really sure. But. Let's take another $78 million. Oh, yes. Okay, now, as to the province, let's go to the star. Today's star. So we've gone from CBC to the citizen to the star. The provincial government is in the process of ratifying Bill 23, the More Homes Built Faster Act. So, some of the main features of this bill are as follows. Removing the planning powers of regional municipalities. In other words, Ottawa wants to do this. Or... Timmins wants to do this, or Sudbury wants to do this, or insert Ontario city, town, village wants to do this here. Nope, province can override that and say no. It will relieve land developers of development fees and loading the costs onto municipalities. In other words, we're just going to move your tax dollars that you pay uh, from here to here. Denying individuals and citizen groups any right of appeal to the Ontario Land Tribunal. So you can no longer complain that a housing development, you know, for low-income housing is going into your neighborhood. So here's my question, and some of you are already answering it. And and I'd love to hear your experiences if you've been through uh, subsidized housing or if you're aware of it. 
here's my question. As the taxpayer, knowing that they have no idea what, if this money's even working as it's intended to, what rules do you want to see in place to determine who qualifies for subsidized housing? Clearly, we're not asking the right questions. So what rules do you want to see in place to determine who qualifies for the limited number of subsidized housing units we have available? And also, should there be a limit to how long somebody stays in subsidized housing? I was on unemployment once, not long after college. It's the only time I've ever collected unemployment. And there was a limit to that. It's a temporary handout or hand up, if you will. And you had to report, I don't know if you still do, I've applied for this many jobs, here's where I've applied, here's who I've applied to, here are the results. But it was limited. Is there a limit to how long someone can stay in a social housing unit? Should there be? What do you want to see happen? Uh, Joni says there's a seven-year wait list for subsidized housing. Yeah, I believe that. I've, I've heard horror stories of how long the wait list is. But... My question again, Joni, is what what questions, what what qualifications does somebody need to meet in order to be moved up that list or to even be on that list in the first place? Like, can anybody just walk up and say, I, I, I want to be on a subsidized housing list? There's got to be some sort of qualification. What should those qualifications be? That's my question to you. Uh, let's go to your, some of your comments from uh, earlier. Uh, Tracy says, the federal, provincial, and municipal government need to agree on a definition of affordable. Yep. And what's affordable in Ottawa, of course, is you know going to be different than what's affordable in Vancouver. It's going to be different again from what's affordable in St. John, New Brunswick, for example, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're right. Chrissy says, one-bedroom apartments, ugh, so expensive in Ottawa. Yes, they are. They're expensive right across the country. Some places not as expensive. Uh, Craig says, Justin Trudeau just confirmed he would send another $50 million of our tax dollars to Ukraine. I'd like to know how much money, if any, goes to the homeless. Uh, well, $1.36 billion, apparently, between 2019 and 2021, according to the Auditor General, for one program. Craig. Peter says, anything the federal government runs doesn't appear to know if anything is effective or working. Trudeau touches a file and it's a disaster. And it's a disaster. He should uh, left so many things alone that worked. He should have left so many things alone that worked. All right. Anne is on Facebook. They are building lots of luxury apartments when the need is for affordable housing. Okay. But I think we all understand why, right? It's a free enterprise society. There are, especially in this city, Anne, this is, listen, Ottawa is is exceptional, right? Be, by virtue of us being, you know, the federal capital, there, there's not the same, there's certainly issues here, and there, there are certainly some people hurting here, but by and large, we're, we're, we're insulated from it by virtue of the fact that most of our population remains gainfully employed with the government, right? And their salaries increase, and their retirement packages are good, et cetera, and we certainly benefit from that. And people in this City certainly are look. I don't. You know what though? I don't know what is the fascination with condos. It doesn't appeal to me at all. But that seems to be all the rage, and we're building them left, right, and center. Ugh. 
On that, Anne, I'm with you. I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. All right, back to Tracy on Facebook. This is why we need a consistent definition of affordable. The federal government, Canada Mortgage and Housing, the Ontario government, Ministry of Municipal Affairs and Housing, Municipal Housing Services, lower and upper tier municipalities, and nonprofits all need to come together to agree on a definition of affordable. A definition that provides a way to calculate a quantifiable number to each regional market area and find out what is actually affordable to low and medium income households. Amen. We just talked about that exactly. And right now, as I sort of mentioned in my preamble, the calculation that they seem to be using is uh, 30%, what was it, 30% of a household's before tax income. So if you've got three income earners in the house, um, 30% of the before tax income combined, that is the threshold, apparently. And that's, I think, fairly standard. Uh, Where are these people moving from, says Chrissy, all this building? Uh, I've asked that of realtors, Chrissy. My understanding is a lot of people, um, you know, they've discovered they can work from home, you know, and if you've been in places like Toronto, Vancouver, uh, you can sell high and still buy relatively low here in Ottawa. So what a lot of them are doing is they're buying a home here, but they're also buying an investment property here. So there's a lot of that going on. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I haven't seen a huge hiring boom in the government. There's been some hiring. I certainly haven't seen a high tech boom like we had before. So I don't know what they're coming here to do. It's just a great place to be, I guess. They're all they're all coming to cheer for the Red Blacks. <laughs> yeah, right. And the Sens, because they're doing so well lately. Uh, over to YouTube. Mims, our government is so incompetent, it's not even funny. Billions and trillions of dollars have been spent for absolutely nothing. It was wasted. In short, nothing really surprises me anymore, to be honest. Um, but again, you're, you're not answering the question that I, that I do want to get to. And that is in your opinion, um, what should the qualifications be for someone to, to get on that list for subsidized housing? What qualifications pick one, pick two, give me three. Like what should the qualifications be? Is it that 30% threshold that we talked about? Is it something else? Thank you, thank you, thank you, says Tracy, for finally talking about this. What they are calling affordable is not affordable. Uh, Glenn says, so how is this massive need for housing being created? Seems to me like Trudeau wants millions more liberal voters. Ford reacts with his changes in official plans, and Ottawa changes everything to suit provincial plans in federal government. And we, citizens of this great country, get screwed out of our R1 zoning that we uh, are paid for. It's such BS. Hi, Chrissy, back to you on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BTR radio. By the way, cool thing about Twitch, especially if you've got Amazon Prime, if you like what we're doing here, not just this show, but all the other programming on btrradio.com, 100% internet-based, if you subscribe to our Twitch channel and you've got Amazon Prime, doesn't even cost you anything, but Amazon uh, will send us five bucks a month on your behalf. So um, that's my ask. If If you have Prime, would you please subscribe to our Twitch channel? Twitch.tv slash BTR radio. Low income families, Chrissy says, people on ODSB, disabled. Okay, there we go. And answer the question. So, low income families. So, obviously, someone who is below that 30% threshold, people on ODSB, ODSP, and, and the disabled. Okay. Well, not all disabled people, though, or and I don't like the term disabled, all, but I know what you're saying. Not all are in a situation where they are low income. Some do very, very well financially. Right. Let's just keep that in mind. Uh, but certainly there are, you know, a number of people who are in a situation, you know, where they need to be in, in some sort of housing um, that is better equipped to 
to meet their needs. All right, Jules the Dancer on Twitch. There are generations in subsidized housing. Should be a limit amount of time you could be in housing. Okay, I want to dive into that a little bit if we've got time. Um, uh, Time limits to it, much like as I was describing with unemployment insurance. Should we have qualifications in place? If we have such a demand, if you are convicted of of a crime and and assign whatever level of you know of severe crime you want to it i'm not talking like a parking ticket or (laughs) apparently protesting is is now going to get you in trouble but of robbery of murder if you're convicted of that should you still be entitled to subsidized housing or do you then forego that and part of the punishment as a member of our society be that you no longer qualify for subsidized housing and that we are going to make that available to someone who guess what they have a clean record I'm just putting it out there as a question. 613-604-6464. My email address, milky, M-I-L-K-Y, at blasttheradio.com. Satan's Playmate. Know someone on the waiting list. Lost a leg three years ago. Was supposed to get a place, but all the places are going to those crossing over the U.S. border. (sighs) Yeah. That becomes a bit of a priority, doesn't it? All right. Let's go to text. Because we have one. 613 604 6464. There's not enough affordable housing for 55 years and over. Donna in Blossom Park. Uh, P.S. John would love to see you at Giant Tiger. <laughs> you know what, Donna? Look outside because I'm, I'm usually dropping off my wife. She's the one running into Giant Tiger. I've, I've been laying low during the whole pandemic. She already works retail. So we figure, you know, she, she'll take the risk of going in. I will, I will drive the vehicle and keep the seat warmers on. That's cute. Uh, Tracy says they've all, they already have rules. They mandated to follow their long waiting lists. An interesting fact uh, that is happening now is that affordable units are now being occupied by households paying market rent if their income goes up. They have nowhere to go in the private market and cannot be evicted. Ah, logjam. Okay. Interesting comment. Thank you. Um, see, Tracy, again, I don't have much experience with this. Clearly you do, and I really value uh, your insight on this. Thank you, and, and thanks to everybody else who's participating. Joni says, ODSP recipients should be priority, not people on welfare slash Ontario works. Okay. Value your opinion. Thank you again. Nancy says, the YMCA being sold is not good for all the people living there. Yeah, no, that's, that is, that's going to create more chaos. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, big wheel keeps on turning back to Twitch. Uh, they took out a bunch of low rent housing saying it was cheaper to rebuild than upgrade. Yeah. We're talking Herongate here in Ottawa. Uh, the new building going up in their place are higher end townhouses. Yep. And much more expensive. Why is that allowed to happen? Daniel, I believe you are a new viewer and participant in the show. Welcome to It's Your Call, and thank you. I remember Lowell going after a city council councilor living in subsidized housing across from Carlingwood. What? I mean, and also, why does that not surprise me? Ah, uh, I, I <laughs> yeah. If if you've seen what city councils are making, uh, that should disqualify you from living in subsidized housing. Uh, I think you should be a Canadian citizen to get one first, says Satan's Playmate. Okay, so that begs the question, then, if you're not a Canadian citizen and you're new to the country and we are a country that is built on, you know, built on refugees, built on immigrants, um, you know, with an open door policy, uh, we do everything we can to be a safe haven to people, you know, seeking that and a better life for themselves. What do we do with them? 
a lot of them are coming from nothing and have no money. We are a country that flies our flag and tells the world, come here. We have a safe place for you. Okay, but where? Where is that safe place? So what do we do with those uh, members of the population? Linda says a lot of people want condos because they aren't responsible for the work and maintenance involved. Many of our buyers, Linda works in real estate, uh, want condos as well as investment properties because they are easier to rent. Yeah, because people don't want to do the work. <laughs> I didn't want a condo for the longest time. My last house was a condo, and um, my my current house is um, not a condo. And boy, there are days where I miss looking out the window and, oh, look at that. Somebody's out there mowing the lawn for me. That's wonderful. Anne says, what concerns me about social housing is that they don't do much checking. I see lots of nice cars in the municipal rent-to-income housing in Hunt Club Park. I asked a social worker once if they check, and she said, no, they don't, unless there's a complaint from a neighbor. That is wrong. Too many people want free crap or cheap crap, and we are paying for it. I have heard people get into a unit and never leave, and no one even forces them to. Easy or not, right? That is why the wait list. Um, I'm well aware of... Uh, at least one individual, if not more, who are making more, more than enough income to be paying rent, but it's just easier to live in subsidized housing and it frees up more money for them to put towards other things. Yeah. Where are the checks on this? Where is the checking in on this? I mean, surely you report your income on your income taxes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Does that not trigger something somewhere? And again, would a term limit not help? move some of this forward back to Joni on facebook all new apartment buildings being built should be mandated to a certain percentage being rented as geared to income the rest can be market rent all right and it should be by income and they should keep on it and check once a year there you go thank you it used to be that way lately the city got lazy about it and just lets you in and lets you stay there easier for them to do that than actually do any work uh to make sure those in it qualify for it okay so then as a taxpayer seeing that you know 1.36 billion dollars and the auditor general saying yeah we don't even know if that made a dent we're not sure okay are you willing to spend a little more money in order to get the answer to that question are we sure is it working yes yes no no yes no no yes would you be prepared to ante up a couple more dollars just to find that out i mean we shouldn't have to that should be just part of the deal, I think, but over to you. It's your call, as they say. It's your call.ca is the website. And I'll keep going here for another couple minutes, even though oh no, we're not quite at the bottom of the hour yet. Uh don't forget if you ever miss an episode, uh, this is available as a podcast. If you look for the Lowell Green podcast, I still haven't had a chance to change the name, uh, but I will at some point. So if you look for the Lowell Green podcast for now, uh, this podcast will appear. All right. Linda says, the amount of people from Ukraine that have reached out to us to rent the rental properties that we have is high. Sadly, since they don't have a job or any credit, they need a guarantor that is not always easily available for them unless they have a friend or family here. Pardon me. All right, Linda, I appreciate um, your perspective from the real estate uh, side of things. Back to Anne. She says, if you're caught dealing drugs, even if it's your, say, son, uh, you should be kicked out. Well, okay, is your son a minor or is your son an adult? Otherwise, nothing changes. I'm just asking. Not arguing with you, just asking your opinion. Uh, There's a low-income building near Billings Bridge that is full of drug dealers and prostitutes. have heard scary stories. Look, I'm, I'm willing to bet that... Drug dealers and prostitutes and all kinds of weird things are happening in all kinds of places where you would least expect them to be. I don't think that's exclusive to any particular part of town or any particular building. 
I've seen I've seen lots of weird stuff happening in some very expensive residential neighborhoods in Stittsville. Just saying. All right, Tina Marie, get families out of shelters and motels. I knew of a few people in shelters with kids uh, and were there between 8 to 12 months. Not good for the mental health of the kids. Tina Marie, you know what? I was in Peterborough Thursday and Friday last week. And when I'm on the road, of course, I have to do I, I do shows for several radio stations across North America. And part of my responsibility is to get that show done and on the air before 10 a.m. And I was in my hotel room on Friday morning trying to, and a decent, you know, decent, soundproofed, quiet enough hotel room. But there I am trying to voice and and this kid across the hall screaming and crying and screaming and crying and screaming. And, you know, I happened and I wasn't going to complain is what it is, right? You work around it. Uh, but I happened to bump into uh, the parents in the hallway. Yeah, they're living there. It's their only option. Can I mean, being in a hotel room for a night or two is one thing. But being cooped up in there morning, noon, and night? Ugh. God. Yeah, you're right. Uh, leveled all the townhouses, and they are rebuilding ground up. Uh, we're talking Gladstone and Booth Street. Okay. Uh, have the new have the newcomers stay at the YMCA and those waiting uh, that have been waiting get the new openings. Well, we can't stay at the YMCA. As was mentioned, it is currently for sale. So now what? So many rooming, but yeah, I mean, we got to find some sort of facility, some sort of place, maybe an empty government building. I, I don't know. So many rooming houses as well. Guessing going rate, $500 a room, but that's really a way to live if that's all they can afford, says Chrissy. All right. It would be the opposite. Would prefer a luxury apartment over a condo, no extra fees, and if anything breaks, just call the superintendent. Okay. I think we're talking amongst ourselves or I'm missing something. That's entirely possible. Uh, many work under the table and housing does not check taxes. Yep. Well, listen, a lot of very wealthy people are working under the table, too. Let's not kid ourselves. Back to Tracy. They can't evict them, though. So even if they do check, there will be no follow through. OK, so is that part of the change we're, we, we should be asking for and demanding of our government officials that there needs to be something in place that makes it easier to evict? Okay. Tina Marie, once income is verified yearly, the subsidized housing adjusts what the rent will be if you make more than enough. They raise it to market rent, rent, pardon me, which is still a lot lower than average. That's why they never leave subsidized housing. Eric, and you are right. I knew of a man and wife, both senior school teachers, so not too badly off living in subsidized housing. I was appalled. Um, oh, I lost you. I was appalled. Seriously, should be checked for eligibility every couple of years at least. Back to Tracy. Tracy, <laughs> Tracy, I want to hand over the microphone to you. You're fantastic. And I don't blame them for staying there, seeing the rental market now, so I'm not blaming them or judging them for making that choice. Look, I wouldn't want to, you know, move my life either. You know, especially if, if that house is perfectly adequate for me and the price is right. You know, yeah, moving's a pain in the ass. It really is. Uh, Eric, last word to you. And this is this is a great comment. <laughs> 24 Sussex has a few empty rooms. <laughs> There's the solution, Eric. Well done. Yes, and way to bring it full circle. We talked about 24 Sussex on his show last week. That is the solution. That's what everybody but Eric has been missing. If we could just... Open up 24 Sussex. Hey, there's brand new light fixtures in there. What did I say last week? We spent something in the neighborhood of like $48,000 on new lighting for 24 Sussex. <laughs> I would think for at least that much money, uh, it would keep you warm as well. Um, 
I wasn't sure where this conversation was going to go today. This has actually been really, really great. Thank you for your input. I, as always, appreciate it. And we will be back tomorrow.